Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Tuesday, the 29th of August, 2023. I'm Michael Thompson. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. So let's jump into it. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed up 0.7% today to 7,211 points. Nine of the 11 sectors were up with the top performers, metals and mining, consumer discretionary and materials. The best on the bourse today was Sayona Mining, up 26.4%. Now, Sayona is staging a bit of a recovery after a fairly sharp fall yesterday. That came after the surprise resignation of CEO Brett Lynch for personal reasons. Clearly, the market was taking a little bit of time to process the change. Mineral Resources was up 8% today. Fortescue Metals climbed 3.2%. Fellow big miners BHP and Rio Tinto were both up more than 1%. Star Entertainment reported its results today, a $2.4 billion full-year loss, and its shares closed. 2.1% higher. The worst performing sectors today were information technology and healthcare. In terms of companies, Link Administration Holdings was down 6.7%, Imugene down 6%, and Brainship Holdings down 5.2%. On to story number two, workers have given notice to strike at Chevron's Gorgon and Wheatstone LNG projects in Western Australia in an action that could disrupt global energy markets. The Offshore Alliance Union has told Chevron that about 500 workers will undertake protected action from Thursday next week, with escalating work stoppages of up to 11 hours a day. Now, these particular facilities supply about 7% of global LNG and are the biggest suppliers to the WA domestic market and their customers, including major mining operations. Now, if all of this sounds very familiar, it should, because Woodside, which is the biggest production plant in Australia, narrowly avoided strikes after coming to an agreement recently with the unions. Past strikes have seen action last for months until deals are made between the companies and workers. The global gas market has really been on edge. It's been volatile for weeks due to concerns about the potential impacts of these strikes should they go ahead. Story number three, don't know what to make of this one. Barnaby Joyce has backed New Zealand becoming Australia's seventh state, saying it would fit into the Federation well. Mr. Joyce said a bigger Australia would add strength to the nation during a time of geopolitical uncertainty. He said it would, quote, make more sense in terms of defence and monetary policy. Now, don't forget, Barnaby Joyce was forced to quit as Deputy Prime Minister in 2017 for being a dual New Zealand citizen. Outgoing New Zealand Labor MP Jamie Strange earlier this month said New Zealand should reconsider becoming part of Australia. The combining of the two countries was originally proposed ahead of Australia's federation and is still allowed for, apparently, in the constitution. Strange said there would be benefits in terms of economies of scale in the private and public sector, but I don't know. I just can't see this one happening. Story number four, after a few years of soaring rents, CoreLogic is predicting rent price growth to slow in 2024. Good news, obviously, for renters. Median rents are up 29.3% since August 2020, which was a low in the market. That's about $134 a week. But falling interest rates, softer income growth, and affordability ceilings are all expected to bite the property market next year. This is according to CoreLogic head of research, Eliza Owens, who says slowing rental growth will be one of the major trends in property next year. She thinks slowing income growth will push people into changing their housing setup with some moving into share houses, for example. Already the average household size has started to rise across the capital cities and tenants may also start moving to cheaper areas. 
Finally, story number five, women and in particular mothers are returning to the workforce in record numbers in major economies around the world. New data from the Financial Times shows three quarters of mums participated in the workforce in July. The return to work rate is now higher than before the worst of the COVID lockdowns. Now, interesting, if you look at data sets in other countries too, there's a similar trend. Uh, This is happening, for instance, uh, in the UK, uh, also in New Zealand. And in Australia now, female full-time employment has reached 3.83 million, which is the highest number in history. That's it for the afternoon report for Tuesday, the 29th of August, 2023. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the Wednesday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Michael Thompson. Enjoy your evening.